Good morning, Sonship, and welcome to A Course in Miracles daily reading conference call where we read from the original edition of ACIM, which is published by A Course in Miracles Society. Today we are reading from Chapter 30, Section 8, The New Interpretation. We will be reading Paragraphs 82 to 88. And we gather from Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we read each paragraph twice until we're finished. After that, we open up the floor for sharing. We continue our workbook lesson practice where we remember when anyone is speaking, reading, or listening now or later, that they are us, they are we are one, that they are the Son of God. And finally, we ask that you mute your phone at all times unless you're speaking, but I forgot to tell you that we're inviting our lesson, which is Lesson 321, into our study today. Father, my freedom is in you alone. And finally, we ask that you mute your phones and by using your own function. So has anyone joined the call that would like to get on the reading list? Hi, this is Ida. Hi, Ida. Are you going to read? Yeah, thanks. Great. Hi, this is here. Oh. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Sharon. <laughs> this is Sharon, and I can read. I just need to know what the reading section is. Sure. We're, um, chapter 30, Section 8, Paragraphs 82 to 88. Thank you. And Carl, you're here. Are you going to read? Sure. Great. Anyone else out there? Mary. Hi, Mary. Uh, this is Micah. I can read. Great. Hi, Micah. Hi there. <laughs> Good to be here. Glad you're here. All right, Reverend Regent, what do you say? How about some praying? <laughs> Sounds wonderful. We'll join uh, now together in uh, quiet. We'll close our eyes and draw that awareness within and feel that peace. It's really a blessing, a gift we give ourselves. If we could only remember that that peace is there anytime we choose to go within. There is safety. There is quiet, assureness. There is love. Today, as we open to our lesson, we relate it to our life. We relate it to all our fears and concerns and situations that we're facing today. Our lesson is, Father, my freedom is in you alone. You know, today I say the words of this lesson and open to their true reality. My will is that I guide myself no longer and trust my source. Said, you be guide. I open to the truth that the voice of love directs me always and that my true freedom is only in that love. And this is our lesson. Quote, I did not understand what made me free, nor what my freedom is, nor where to look to find it. Father, Mother God, I have searched in vain until I heard your voice directing me. Now I would guide myself no more, for I have neither made nor understood the way to find my freedom, but I trust in you. You who endowed me with my freedom as your Holy Son will not be lost to me. 
Your voice directs me. And the way to you is opening and clear to me at last. Father, my freedom is in you alone. Father, it is my will that I return. Today, we answer for the world, which will be freed along with us. How glad are we to find our freedom through the certain way our Father has established. And how sure is all the world's salvation when we learn our freedom can be found in God alone. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Reverend Rita. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Thank you. All right. Um, Chapter 89. We have lots of readers and little readings. So, Lee, 89, please. Lee, did you put yourself on mute? Uh, Thanks, Chris. Allow me to read next, if you will. Thanks. Absolutely. So, Paula, 89, please. All right. Bear with me. My book flipped over. Here we go. The appearance changes reality. Appearances deceive, but cannot be changed. Reality... Wait, excuse me. I'm sorry. Shoot. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pew. (laughs) Me too. Can you hear me? No, no, honey. It's the, it's, uh, we're, we're on eight, the new interpretation. Eight. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't even notice it. Uh, I thought that's what you had said, actually. Yeah, I did say not. that, but I'm, you know, it's so crazy. I followed her right along. Oh. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, okay. I had, this, I had the marker <laughs> on the wrong page. Okay. Okay. Eight, the new interpretation. Would God have left the meaning of the world to your interpretation? I hope not. If he had, it has no meaning. For it cannot be that meaning changes. For it cannot be that meaning changes constantly, and yet is true. The Holy Spirit looks upon the world as with one purpose, changelessly, changelessly established, and no situation can affect its aim, but must be in accord with it. For only if its aim could change with every situation could each one be open to interpretation, which is different every time you think of it. You add an element into the script you write for every minute in the day, and all that happens now means something else. You take away another element, element, and every meaning shifts accordingly. Do I read the first two? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to have... Um Okay. I'll go next. Thank you, Paula. Okay, uh, Lee, 82 and 83, please. Would God have left the meaning of the world to your interpretation? If he had, it has no meaning. For it cannot be that meaning changes constantly and yet is true. The Holy Spirit looks upon the world as with one purpose, changelessly established. And no situation can affect its aim, but must be in accord with it. For only if its aim could change with every situation, could each one be open to interpretation which is different every time you think of it. 
you add an element into the script you write for every minute in the day. And all that happens now means something else. You take away another element and every meaning shifts accordingly. 83. What do your scripts reflect except your plans for what the day should be? And thus you judge disaster and success, advance, retreat, and gain and loss. These judgments all are made according to the roles the script assigns. The fact they have no meaning in themselves is demonstrated by the ease with which these labels change with other judgments made on different aspects of experience. And then, in looking back, you think you see another meaning in what went before. What have you really done except to show there was no meaning there? But you assigned a meaning in the light of goals that change with every meaning shifting as they change. Thank you, Lee. Reverend Reed to 83 and 84, please. Okay, 83. What do your scripts reflect except your plans for what the day should be? Thus you judge disaster and success, advance, retreat, and gain and loss. These judgments are all made according to the roles the script assigns. The fact they have no meaning in themselves is demonstrated by the ease with which these labels change with other judgments made on different aspects of experience. And then in looking back, you think you see another meaning in what went before. What have you really done except to show there was no meaning there? But you assigned a meaning in the light of goals that change with every meaning shifting as they change. 84. Only a constant purpose can endow events with stable meaning, but it must accord one meaning to them all. If they are given different meanings, it must be that they reflect but different purposes. And this is all the meaning that they have. Can this be meaning? Can confusion be what meaning means? Perception cannot be in constant flux and make allowance for stability of meaning anywhere. Fear is a judgment never justified. Its presence has no meaning but to show you wrote a fearful script and are afraid accordingly, but not because the thing you fear has fearful meaning in itself. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Fran, 84 and 85, please. 84. Only a constant purpose can endow events with stable meaning, but it must accord one meaning to them all. If they are given different meanings, it must be that they reflect but different purposes, and this is all the meaning that they have. Can this be meaning? Can confusion be what meaning means? Perception cannot be in constant flux and make allowance for stability of meaning anywhere. Fear is a judgment never justified. Its presence has no meaning but to show you wrote a fearful skip and are afraid accordingly. But not because the thing you fear has fearful meaning in itself. 85. A common purpose is the only means whereby perception can be stabilized in one interpretation given to the world and all experience here. 
In this shared purpose is one meaning shared by everyone and everything you see. You do not have to judge, for you have learned one meaning has been given everything, and you are glad to see it everywhere. It cannot change because you would perceive it everywhere, unchanged by circumstance. And so you offer it to all of them and let them offer you the building. Thank you, Fran. Um, Ida, 85 and 86, please. Escape. I'm sorry. <clears throat> A common purpose is the only means whereby perception can be stabilized and one interpretation given to the world and all experiences here. And this shared purpose is one meaning shared by everyone and everything you see. You do not have to judge, for you have learned one meaning has been given everything, and you are glad to see it everywhere. It cannot change because you would perceive it everywhere, unchanged by circumstance. And so you offer it to all events and let them offer you stability. Eight, 86. Escape from judgment simply lies in this. All things have but one purpose, which you share with all the world, and nothing in the world can be opposed to it, for it belongs to everything as it belongs to you. And single purpose is the end of all ideas of sacrifice, which must assume a different purpose for the one who gains and him who loses. There could be no thought of sacrifice apart from this idea. And it is this idea of different goals which makes perception shift and meaning change. In one united goal does this become impossible. For your agreement makes interpretation stabilize and last. Thank you, Ida. Sharon, 86 and 87, please. Escape from judgment simply lies in this. All things have put one purpose which you share with all the world. And nothing in the world can be opposed to it, for it belongs to everything as it belongs to you. In single purpose is the end of all ideas of sacrifice, which must assume a different purpose for the one who gains and him who loses. There could be no thought of sacrifice apart from this idea. And it is this idea of different goals which makes perceptions shift and meaning change. In one united goal does this become impossible, for your agreement makes interpretation stabilize and last. How can communication really be established while the symbols which are used mean different things? The Holy Spirit's goal gives one interpretation meaningful to you and to your brother. Thus can you communicate with him and he with you. In symbols which you both can understand, the sacrifice of meaning is undone. All sacrifice entails the loss of your ability to see relationships among events. And looked at separately, 
they have no meaning. For there is no light by which they can be seen and understood. They have no purpose. And what they are for cannot be seen. In any thought of loss, there is no meaning. No one has agreed with you on what it means. It is a part of a distorted script which cannot be interpreted with meaning. It must be forever unintelligible. This is not communication. Your dark dreams are but the senseless, isolated scripts you write in sleep. Look not to separate dreams for meaning. Only dreams of pardon can be shared. They mean the same to both of you. Thank you, Sharon. Carl, 87 and 88, please. How can communication really be established while the symbols which are used mean different things? The Holy Spirit's goal gives one interpretation, meaningful to you and to your brother. Thus can you communicate with him and he with you. In symbols which you both can understand, the sacrifice of meaning is undone. All sacrifice entails the loss of your ability to see relationships among events. And looked at separately, they have no meaning. For there is no light by which they can be seen and understood. They have no purpose. And what they are for and what they are for cannot be seen. In any thought of loss, there is no meaning. No one has agreed with you on what it means. It is a part of a distorted script which cannot be interpreted with meaning. It must be forever unintelligible. This is not communication. Your dark dreams are but the senseless, isolated scripts you write in sleep. Look not to separate dreams for meaning. Only dreams of pardon can be shared. They mean the same to both of you. 88. Do not interpret out of solitude, for what you see means nothing. It will shift in what it stands for, and you will believe the world is an uncertain place in which you walk in danger and uncertainty. It is but your interpretations which are lacking in stability, for they are not in line with what you really are. This is a state so seemingly unsafe that fear must rise. Do not continue thus, my brothers. We have one interpreter, and through his use of symbols are we joined so that they mean the same to all of us. Our common language lets us speak to all our brothers, and to understand with them forgiveness has been given to us all, and thus we can communicate again. Thank you, Carl. And Mary, 88, please. Do not interpret out of solitude, for what you see means nothing. It will shift in what it stands for, and you will believe the world is an uncertain place in which you walk in danger and uncertainty. It is but your interpretations which are lacking in stability for they are not in line with what you really are. 
This is a state so seemingly unsafe that fear must rise. Do not continue thus, my brothers. We have one interpreter. And through his use of symbols are we joined so that they mean the same to all of us. Our common language lets us speak to all our brothers and to understand with them forgiveness has been given to us all and thus we can communicate again. Thank you, Mary. Our common language lets us speak to all our brothers and to understand with forgiveness has been given to us all. And thus we can communicate again. Amen. The floor is open. Our common language, Angelish. Our root language, German, from Sanskrit. Angela Merkel means Angel Merkel. So when you say in German, Angelish, you're saying Angelish, our common language. I'm done. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. It's Lee, so I'm told... uh I'm told in this section that I have two different ways to interpret every circumstance. And one is the one I'm familiar with, the ego-driven interpretation that I'm, um, I'm all too familiar with. And the other is Holy Spirit's interpretation, which I'm told in this section is common to us all. That part of my mind, uh, which is home of the Holy Spirit, is capable of an interpretation which is aligned with that same part of your mind and the interpretation it would offer you. That's our common language. But I'm really drawn to the first part of 88. And what it says is the consequence of interpreting not in unison or not in commonality of of interpretation, but out of solitude out of listening to um, the ego, part of my mind, which he's willing now to call um, interpreting out of solitude. Do not interpret out of solitude, for what you see means nothing. It will shift in what it stands for, and you will believe the world is an uncertain place in which you walk in danger and uncertainty. It is but your interpretations which are lacking in stability. For your interpretations, for they are not in line with what you really are. When I go back a sentence or two, and I see that the way the world seems so menacing and so threatening, and so senseless entirely is the consequence of the interpretation of my wrong mind and that ego's thought system that abides in my wrong mind. That if I believe the world is an uncertain place in which I walk in danger 
and uncertainty, that that's entirely the consequence of the ego's interpretation. It's but my interpretations in that event which are lacking in stability because they're not in line with what I really am. And the beauty of this section for me is that it offers me access to an outlook that's unified, that's common among each of us, and that completely alters my whole relationship with this life and world in line with uh, safety and stability. Thanks, I'm complete. Hi. Thanks, Thanks, Lee. Lee. This is Ida. Um, so, forgive me if this is off the subject, but this is what came to my mind just now. That So, if I were a newspaper reporter or, or the publisher of a newspaper, um, instead of reporting so much and glorifying all the bad things that people did on my community and all the break-ins and all that kind of stuff, I would barely give any space to that stuff if I did it all. I probably would have to give some kind of summary of those. But but on the front page of what would be the things that people do with love that I would report and the things that are humane and the things that people are getting together on and projects to help the community. Well. Okay, so I'm not a newspaper reporter or a publisher, but anyway, that's what I have to say, and thank you, and I'm done. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. This is Anna. Good morning, family. I, uh, on uh, what Ida was talking about, what's in the news, I posted a... Um, an account of a woman who uh, was in Paris and um, she was right in the middle of the shooting. And in her account, yes, there is the the illusions, horror, people dying around her, blood everywhere. But as I read the account, it was full of miracles. It was full of beautiful love being offered in in each other to this woman as she was exiting this scene. A brother would come and offer her a small bit of love, a bit of peace. And then when she would journey further, another offering of love and calm and peace and it and it's like yes we go through these nightmares and the illusion but if we really look love is also offered as the counter um to the illusion and to help us through and and the truth is always standing there in our brother and and there are a lot of it is easy to see just the atrocity because it speaks so loud in the illusion. Um, but there was a tremendous amount of love also present. Thank you. I'm complete. 
I agree. This is exactly why I say that Jesus is running the world. The atrocity may be the insertion by those who are not willing to come under Jesus' guidance. But all the mass of miracles that happen within the atrocity are what we are supposed to see, not the atrocity. I'm done. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Anna. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Thanks, Thanks Anna, Rob. Ida, please. Thanks, everybody. Anna, that's very, very good to hear. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Paula. And you're listening to what Anna said in the recount from that woman. And I, having a similar incident with the 9-11 atrocity, I will tell you, in the midst, in the midst of all that chaos and death and devastation, walking through soot and ash, there was miracles upon miracles upon miracles. We don't even know how many miracles, because I've heard so many stories, so many things that you have, and people say, like, where was God that day? God is always there with us. The love and who we truly are comes out. And in spite of all the hurt and the pain we're perceiving, there is such forgiveness. So I know, Anna, what you felt as that woman was talking, because I, I know that feeling that love is there. Love was there, so unbelievable. And unfortunately, within our human experiences, we as a collective mind have to have, or seems to be, that we need to have these atrocities come to bring us to the oneness, because there was oneness on that day. Oneness that was so felt, so felt, in spite of what other minds were perceiving. So, I am so with it on that one. I'm complete. I agree. Everything that is inserted in the world is compensated for by miracles of unknown massiveness. I'm complete. Thank you, Paula. Thanks, Rob. Uh, This this is Micah. Go ahead, Micah. Okay. Um, I started to have a couple shifts on what we were reading, uh, especially up in 85, where it says, uh, you know, you do not have to judge for you have learned one meaning has been given everything and you are glad to see it everywhere. And that kind of that shifted my my what I was focusing on out of the body ego paradigm into <clears throat> the stillness that that you know is surrounding us right now the peace the love the love of God and um, uh, and then and then coming down to the last paragraph do not interpret out of solitude and um, from it's interesting to watch how how the body uh, and the ego perspective is solitude. And uh, this communication that we experience 
in the Christ, it's a different kind of communication. It, it's If we look at the peace that surrounds us and we realize we're not alone there, Jesus is there, God is there, there's a communication going on in, in the hum of it, in the life of it. It's a different kind of language. So this line here, um, it will shift in the last paragraph, uh, 88. It will shift in what it stands for. Um, well, that's not quite what I wanted to read, but um, hold on just a second. Uh, Okay, we head down further. We have one interpreter, and through his use of symbols are we joined so that they mean the same to all of us. It, it's this going into this peace and into this love that suddenly we're communicating in a, a different, different, very different way right now as, as we leave the... Uh, the, the realm of mental concept, concepts that the ego uses and, and go into this this other place. I, and and that's the beauty of it. We get to learn what this communication is, what this language is of the heart. Um, and it says, and through his use of symbols are we joined so that they mean the same to all of us. Our common language lets us speak to all our brothers and to understand with them forgiveness has been given to us all. And thus we can communicate again. And when I read the word forgiveness, it, it, it moved beyond the dream of the separate ego body and realizing we are the Christ self. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm complete. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Micah. Thanks, Micah. Thanks, Micah. Thank you, Micah. This is Brian. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Micah. Thanks, everyone. I, um, you know, looking at the previous section, um, there's one judgment, only one judgment. And we've just had, we've just gone through that in the lessons. The last judgment. Um, God's Son is perfect. The previous section says, so there cannot be appearances which have replaced the truth about God's Son. Um, carrying around that judgment as the new interpretation is what is always true, no matter what appearances and that's the miracle. That's the miracle mind of this. That's, that's it. That changes the world. Because what I see is the miracle of who everyone is. Everyone, everything, nothing is outside of the unity of the life that God has given us all. When that single judgment becomes the preeminent mindset, there is no appearance, no matter how evil the previous section would say, that changes that fact. 
the scripts this section talks about are my separate interests, that illusion that something that I could do or want to do or experience or any of that can come from some separate mind. That is that isolation, that false illusion that takes off in my mind and colors a world that thinks that all these thinking beings somehow through their thinking separate themselves, but they don't. Sometime, somehow through that thinking, they act in ways that appear to be separate, but they're not. None of what they think, none of what they do, no act, no single act ever is done that changes the fact. There is one life we all share. It's a gift. That miracle-mindedness changes the way I see the world because I'm looking at the truth about what is. No story of the past, no will of man, no idolatry of any kind separates that, and that's my hope today. I'm complete. Great, Brian. What, what, Thank, you, what Bryce. Is, Thank you, Bryce. What is the, Brian, Thank what you, is Bryce. from the Bible, God is with us? You know, somebody say what that word is, God is with us. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. When those two workmen on the uh, the uh, the site in New York found that flag and put it up, they didn't steal it. It belonged to everybody. It is the US flag, U.S. It has 50 stars on it. The 50th saying of the Gospel of Thomas, we come from the light. And 13 stripes in red and 13 stripes in white to prove it, to stand for the leader of the 12. It was all right there. You're perfect, Brian. I'm done. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Thanks Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. I like your mystical mind. <laughs> I've been there. And I'll probably go there again. And I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. This is Anna. And um, between the workbook call and this one, I was sitting out on my porch and I was listening to Whitney Houston. Um, I will always love you. And I let myself think into the concept of love and within my mind came this man who had beheaded probably countless people. He beheaded three Americans because he believed in death. He believed he could kill the Son of God. And so we blew him up. And when we blew him up, 
he then came to an awareness that the Son of God cannot die. And so this day I offer up to the enlightenment of love all of my brothers and my sisters who believe they can kill the Son of God and that they too will die. And let love heal this perception and see all around this world the truth. We do not die. Amen. Ooh, that was perfect. Thank you, Anna. Anna. Lovely, Anna. Thank you, dear. I really like that. Thank you, Anna. Heartfelt, Anna. You are all so welcome. We offer the light of love to all who believe this for their freedom and for ours. I'm complete. Love you, mind. I've got to tell you, this is Ida, but right before I was rushing around to kind of find my book or find the phone number, I'm sure I need to be more organized and all that. And, and I got a ding this morning, a Facebook messenger. I was somebody who I didn't know that had put me in a group with a lot of my Facebook friends and probably some others that are not my Facebook friends, but, and she, it was some kind of message about, if you send this to 44 of your friends, you will have a good day, and they must care about you, blah, 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 and I just responded, please take me off this list, and to that, she sent me the message again. You know, so I was irritated, and of course, the course says irritation is the same as rage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just felt like, well, I was looking for the button like other people had taken themselves off of it, and I couldn't find the button to remove myself from that call. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I, I mean, I just said, you know, I put on there, this is ridiculous and intrusive. Please take me off this list, period. <laughs> and, well, I guess she took me off or something because I didn't see anything in the last few minutes or whatever after I did that. I didn't hear any ding anymore and whatever. And um, I'm telling you that by way of confession, I guess. But sometimes it seemed like I am most in my ego right when I wake up in the morning and didn't have the, and I guess I should have told the guy to please help me turn on my heat yesterday because it was cold in here this morning. And I was putting on all these clothes to try to just warm up so I could relax and look at this book and, you know, all that. And But I'm telling you that it helps to talk with you guys, to, to hear you talk, to hear and feel the love for each other, for the world, for God, for the for Jesus and and everybody. So I'm letting go of that irritation. I'm, I'm coming into love, and thank you very much. And I'm complete. Me too. Thank, thank you, you Ada. Thank you, Anna. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thanks, Ida. That was adorable. Thanks for sharing that. Adorable, adorable. 
You guys got something. I just had a miracle happen to me here that I can't even explain to you, but I know it happened just while I was listening and speaking with you. Something happened that cannot occur. I know this is a very nice place. I'm complete. I'm so glad you're here, Rob. Um, Can't be anywhere else. Me too. Yeah. And you too, Ida. Glad you're here too. Glad everybody's Thank here. Thank you. Glad I'm here. Me too. I am Reverend I am okay. thrilled to be with you all. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was just feeling a real uh desire to have a prayer. Um prayer of unity for our world, Reverend Regia. Anyway you'd be uh for our community for it's sure. superfluous, but let's do it. Sure, let's do it. I, but the 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 prayer in the lesson is uh, is beautiful. Uh, I just I'm just feeling a lot of love here. But coming down a mountain, thank you. Great. Did did you did you want to do a prayer or a uh, Bryce? Uh, I'm a little bit distracted with trying to okay. drive down a mountain but I Oh yeah. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> yeah, thank okay. you. Let's let's do. Well, uh, and everyone but Bryce can close their eyes for a few moments. And we'll just uh, bring that awareness within. It's always a wonderful thing to do is to pray. We could actually could we choose to have our life be a prayer? What does that mean? You know, our life to be a prayer. What is a prayer? For me, it's an opening to truth, to what is real. It's a letting go of what I think, an opening to what truth tells me, the loving thoughts of God tell me. That's my prayer. And I can do this every second, every holy instant that I choose. In the Course, he tells me the Holy Spirit leads me. Where else would I go? That is the only path I choose to follow. And the temptation is so strong to be pulled back into misperception, into fear, into defense and protection. But all I do is pray. And prayer is opening to guidance, opening to my right mind, opening to forgiveness. As Anna shared today, we do not die. There is no death. From that perspective, from my being as eternal, I need not protect myself. I need only extend the love that I am. That's why I'm here, to heal the separation, not perpetuate it, not join in it. I'm here to heal and be healed. So we pray. All of the time we pray, we open now to truth, to who we are. And it heals us and it heals the world. And so it is. Amen.
Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Richard. Yes, Reverend Richard, that was very, very insightful as to what is necessary. And as I saw the other day with the defense ministers of five European countries are now women. And that forces us to become open to love one another. I'm complete. Oh, wow. Thank you. What a shift that is. The feminine energy, perhaps. Absolutely. I want to share that uh, yesterday brought tears to my eyes. I was added to a group uh, called uh, Let's Try Love. <laughs> and there's a picture of Gandhi and, you know, Mandela. You know, let's try love. How about that? It's the voice. It's that common language we're of love. And, and we're choosing. Choose once again, my brothers. Choose love. So I added as many people as I could to the group. And uh, you may have been added. I don't know. But let's try love, shall we? And let's try love. Let's try love. <laughs> the women, the mothers. Oh, thank you for that. I'm complete. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Let's try love. Thank you, yeah, Reverend no, Rita. If you're on Facebook and I didn't, it didn't add you. Go go to Let's Try Love, and you can add yourself. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Let's right. try love. What a great slogan. Look at the symbolism. Look at the symbolism for a moment. Bill, the T Ford. Will. I am the T Ford. I will to be that which gets the world moving, the Model T Ford. Even in his rickety shape, he had the unmad idea, and his assistant in that role said in a completely incongruous statement for her, I'll help you. And then she, Helen, bright light, shook men. But she didn't shake angels. They were so happy to hear that. And the motive power was the woman. And it came out of the woman. Now, the symbol of this gets very obvious if you think of a man trying to have a baby through his organs and a woman that does it without dropping a stitch. If you understood how symbolic that is, you would see that it was a perfect representation of what the world needs. I'm complete. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. This is Ida. And I had thought a little bit about Helen, her last name, too. I didn't come up with all that. <laughs> um, but And um, also, my first spiritual teacher in, in this lifetime, who I knew personally, Leo Russell, 
she and her book said the world was in crisis. And yeah, hang on a second. And uh, by only the power of love will save this world. And she said that it will be the women, the mother love, in conjunction with men who understand that and love that, who will do it. And uh, thank you for hearing me, and I'm complete, and I'm glad I'm a mom. Even though my kids aren't talking to me right now and whatever, whatever, I still love them, of course. I'm complete. Oh, that's perfect. That's just perfect, because that couple was uh, the epitome of a world change. I I didn't know that. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks, Ida. Rob, thank you. It's Lee. There's a... There is uh, a wonderful continuity between what we read yesterday and what we're introduced to today. If you recall yesterday, we read about the whole um, practical basis and justification for forgiveness. I was told that um, Holy Spirit is anxious to introduce me to a new interpretation in yesterday's reading that could make me understand the basis by which forgiveness is always justified and that attack has no foundation, both attack of mine in return to what I see as, um, as an attack of another and my whole notion of attack, my whole interpretation that supports the very idea of attack both of those things have no foundation so yesterday he did open up something very vast and introduce me to the idea that Holy Spirit wants to drive my perception always beneath appearances to what's true of each of us in an unblemished fashion that can't be altered by our behavior or what happens in events and circumstances that there's a penetrating reality of love that is the truth of all of us and that can't be interrupted by events which tells me there's no interval of time where evil is able to penetrate into our lives there is no force across this world of evil my God is present with me in every event and every circumstance and moving from yesterday into today with this new interpretation he says that very thing to me in so many ways across this single section in 84 he says only a constant purpose such as that endowed as my comment such as that endowed by the Holy Spirit and its perspective only a constant purpose can endow events with stable meaning but it must accord one meaning to them all he begins to extend this out so that I understand there are no exceptions he'll mention anywhere everywhere always in 85 he says a common purpose is the only means whereby perception can be stabilized and one interpretation given to the world and all experiences here that's without exception all experiences 
In this shared purpose is one judgment shared by everyone and everything you see. When he says, you do not have to judge for you've learned one meaning has been given everything and you are glad to see it everywhere. He's telling me there are no intervals. Quit trying to judge what is good and what you have to set aside as other than good and recognize the good that penetrates everywhere can guide you to see beneath appearances and see that safety is the nature of this life. It's the nature of what I am. Safety and the embrace of my Father is never violated. It's never, it's never um, threatened. When I come, as he describes at the end of this section, when I come to see and be able to accord my vision with that of the Holy Spirit so that my perspective toward the world accords with what I am, that's the means by which I penetrate beneath the appearances that the ego has been whispering to me are true about everything and everyone. It's those judgments. Run and hide. The world is fearful. Nothing is safe. See, there's more. That whispering is undone as I set my single purpose to that of correction by the Holy Spirit who can lift me out of ever-increasing levels of my uncertainty and my fear toward what seems to me an unstable world. He wants to bring me to the stability of my heart and let that stability encompass everything. Thanks, I'm complete. Perfect, perfect. Anywhere, everywhere, always. Thanks, Thank Lee. you, Lee. Beautiful, Lee. Thank you so much. I love Thank that. Thank you, Lee. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lee. Beautiful. Lee, as you, you were talking, it reminded me, I get the, got the feeling of the disciple walking on the stormy waves towards the Christ. <clears throat> you know, the stormy waves, this illusion of this world that can present some some very odd uh, illusions and, and yet to be walking on those to the Christ and seeing the, just seeing the holiness in everything. But thanks again. Hallelujah. Thanks, Micah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Micah. Perfect, Micah. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, everyone. And Lee, as you were speaking, I remember the words that were given to me um, before I came back in my first near-death experience. And he said to me, in the midst of what you're going to see, the guns, the battle, the pillage, the death. Stay in the good and pray, and that will be your release. That will be all of our release. But we must stay in the good and pray to remain there. Thank you, I'm complete. Absolutely. Thank you, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. Thank Why would we just... Could you repeat that first part again, please? I was yeah, walking around and I didn't quite hear it. 
Thanks. Yeah, and the, and the mic's a little too far from your mouth. They're speaking to you, Anna. She's on mute, Anna. The first part of her share had mentioned that, that these were words that she recalls from when she came back from her first near-death experience. Those were the words she was told before she came back from that yeah, first. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got dropped. She might have gotten dropped also. I had to come back on. Lee, uh, do you remember the words that she said that were given to her? Pray mm-hmm. and stay in the grace. That's perfect. It's just perfect. Hmm. This is Anna. I also got dropped, or I dropped myself. Either way, um, the words given to us are stay in the good and pray, and you will remain there. Thank you. No, the good. Sorry, I thought you said the grace. You said the good. Mm-hmm. The good is yeah. the grace. I heard grace too. (laughs) There's an interesting two, what is it, three sentences at the end of 84 that I just want to highlight. And uh, and I just have to take it in. Fear is a judgment never justified. Its presence has no meaning but to show you wrote a fearful script and are afraid accordingly, but not because the thing you fear has fearful meaning in itself. Um, that fearful script, that's, that's the result of um, writing scripts in isolation. And, um, and there's, there's just so much, there's so much of an invitation here for me to explore what it would be to really take those words in. Is fear a judgment never justified? What could I possibly come to learn about myself, about everything and everyone that could lead me past all vestiges of fear? He does say elsewhere, which ties in with this last sentence, reality is never frightening. Um, And the idea that reality is never frightening ties right in with the idea that if I'm fearful, it's because I'm writing a script in isolation, and are and are afraid, uh, and I'm afraid accordingly. I'm complete. Thanks, guys. Godly, you got an eye for the perfect phrase. Lee, you read all my highlighted sections. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> I'd love to know what you were going to say about that one, um, Paula. So. I hope we hear from you. Yeah. The one about the script and the fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know as soon as I read that, it just kind of like the reality of what I do in this human form and why. And I've dug deep and I know. And it's, you know, it's getting easier opening up to the reality of who I truly am, how much I am loved, how safe I am. I don't have to be afraid. And even today's prayer in the workbook lesson, I wrapped that prayer around me and had such great, great comfort. And I love when he uses the prayer and he says, Father, 
because it goes back to something so deep within what I believe in this this particular lifetime. But it's not true. It's not. The truth is dawning. And I have my moments and I face them. I don't pack them down. And it gets easier. So I'm rewriting my script. There is no script other than God's script. My story is all fake. I'm letting go of my stories. So, and with that, I am complete. Yes, beautiful. New script. Thank you, Paula. Directly to God. That's beautiful. Good luck, Paula. We're all with you together, letting go of this ego. That's it. So we don't even need luck. If it exists, but um, I feel that you are my spiritual family. I couldn't do this without you. I, I couldn't Me do this without you and you too. And um and I love you. I'm complete. Me too. That's beautiful, Paula. Thank you. Beautiful. Yes, thank you, Paula. This is Micah. Um boy to to write a different script as as being from the perspective of this being the Christ. This, this feeling of the person sitting here in this dream of a world it, and, and to know in the heart of our vast being that we are the oneness of the Christ and to, to dream a different dream of the world, um, it's possible. It's really, we're moving in that direction very strongly and we're moving together. Like Jesus says, our identity is shared and that sharing is its reality. I'm complete. Exactly, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. Nice, Micah. Remind us we're moving together. All is one. This is Sharon. I got a glimpse this weekend when I was at a Course in Miracles conference in Ashland, Oregon, of moving in and out of love, real love. I mean, a love that I that I don't normally experience, and which is, I guess, the only real love. Um, well, I experience it, but I don't experience it as completely and fully and consistently as I would like. But that's what the process is about. And I got it again this morning, um, and what love means or what it encompasses. It encompasses for me more than, let's see if I can say this, there is a life-giving a, a life, um, nature to it, a brightness, a, an acceleration, a uh, forward momentum. Every, it's life. Everything that... Death is not, and it is more than more than what I think of love normally when I'm not in that space. And and Lisa Natoli spoke about this um, in her in her talk. Many of you may know of her. She spoke of the fact that the two worlds don't meet, but the the world of the Holy Spirit, the world of of truth and the world of ego. They don't meet, 
but we can go back and forth between them, and we do it all the time. And the, my goal is to stay there longer and longer in the true, in true life, in true love. And it's like this bouncing experience of boom, I'm back again. Oh, boom, I'm back into love again. So that's what the meaning of these events in France means to me is remembering. It's my remembering is going back into love. Out of fear, back into love. Out of fear, back into love. As often as I need to do it, that's my chance. Thank you. I'm complete. Lovely, Sharon. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much, Sharon. We are the light. Have I got a minute? Just one minute? I wanted to just bring up what's really um, been working in my spirit lately. There's There's a mind that thinks that knows it's joined when it thinks with that life that gives my thought its power. It's a it's a connection with the awareness that everything that's coming from me is not me. It's a power that is in the power of everyone, though they not be aware. And it's that one life we share, the one that lives us, these private thoughts, these thoughts in isolation, they're, they are illusion because they think without knowing the source of all thinking is not myself. I have a life that is living me. When that becomes the truth of my reality and a knowledge that everything that lives and moves earth and sky as the life given it, that becomes my constancy. That is my gnosis. It's a constant givingness to me through which I flow and when my mind is attuned to it, there's a softening of my thoughts to the knowledge of where all thought comes from. My insanity is just the detachment of that knowing and spinning off into ideas that I think are sourceless except myself. And then... I no longer see reality because I'm seeing something that's not real because I'm thinking it's I'm thinking what thoughts I think are not joined. I'm complete. Thank you for a nice shift. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. This is Ida. That reminds me of Bella kind of thought or meditated on that idea about all minds being joined. Like, I know that ultimately we don't have to 
even be talking to each other, even like this across distances through the phone, to have our minds be joined because all minds are joined. It just said that period. So there is no like exceptions or conditions put on that statement either. You know, and all the stuff I, I know from, from you know, even quantum physics, like a particle thousands of miles away or ESP experience where they're thinking the same thing or seeing the same target thousands of miles away and things like that. And even when I was a kid, I was precocious and read my parents' books before I was a teenager and The Amazing Results of Positive Thinking by Peel and all those things like that. But in everyday life, when we're not, when nobody just died or or we didn't even have like a, a horrible tragedy that sort of brings us together around the idea of healing that, um, I'd like to hear somebody say more about how our minds are joined or how we join them and sort of quote-unquote everyday circumstances that we find ourselves in now. I, I guess you know what I mean, so thank you. So I'm complete. Perhaps in the after call, Ida. Good idea. Clear. Oh, thank, great. You. thank you. Well, Reverend Rija, shall we join our minds and pray to a close? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> thank you, everybody. So... Uh, if we uh, all go on, on mute. <laughs> okay, we'll close our time together by, once again, closing our eyes and drawing that awareness within. And we feel that connection because we know, we're learning that minds are joined. He tells us that from loving minds, there is no separation, and every thought in one brings gladness to the other, because they are the same. He tells us there is only mind, you within it and it within you. Nothing is outside. We have a new interpretation, which is one. No situation can truly affect the one aim of the world and all situations must be in accord with the world's one purpose as seen by the Holy Spirit, our right mind. And what is that aim? What is the purpose of the world but to heal the separation? Close that seeming gap and unite with who we truly are at one with our source from which we never left. This is why interpretation does not and cannot truly change. To interpret changelessness is meaningless. Only that which changes can have different meanings, different purposes, and different interpretations. If I can judge a situation one way, and when an element shifts, my judgment shifts as well, how can I perceive a stable world? What is secure? What can I count on 
and trust? How can I stabilize my perceptions which shift and change with each new interpretation I give to this world? Quote, only a constant purpose can endow events with stable meaning, but it must accord one meaning to them all. Unquote. A constant purpose can only come from events that have one meaning that does not change. Today I read, quote, fear is a judgment never justified. Its presence has no meaning. Its presence has no meaning but to show you wrote a fearful script. But not because the thing you fear has fearful meaning in itself. And so we pray. Father, Mother, God, I have written a very fearful script. I have given purpose and meaning to that script. And now you tell me, quote, in any thought of loss, there is no meaning. Today, you guide me to see all things, all things, have but one purpose, one meaning, and one interpretation. And, quote, in this shared purpose is one judgment shared by everyone and everything you see. What could this shared purpose be but forgiveness, which sees everything exactly as it is, changeless and perfect, whole and complete, innocent and pure, The illusions of time and separation, sin and loss, are not so. Today, you guide me with these words. Quote, Do not interpret out of solitude, for what you see means nothing. It will shift in what it stands for, and you will believe the world is an uncertain place in which you walk in danger and uncertainty. It is but your interpretations which are lacking in stability, for they are not in line with what you really are. This is a state so seemingly unsafe that fear must rise. Do not continue thus, my brothers. We have one interpreter, and through his use of symbols are we joined so that they mean the same to all of us Our common language lets us speak to all our brothers and to understand with them forgiveness has been given to us all and thus we can communicate again. And so it is. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Amen. Thanks, Thanks, Reverend 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 Reverend